0: Good afternoon and welcome to From Where We Are, stories of news and culture through the lens of USC and Southern California. I'm Nandini Mani, coming to you live from Studio B in USC's Annenberg Media Center.
1: And I'm Malcolm Caminero. It's Tuesday, the 13th of February. On today's show, on-campus celebrations of the Charlotte Bass Day, a Valentine's Day ride, share, strike, and an interview with a Fulbright Scholar. All that and more from,
2: from where, where we, we are. are.
0: And now for the headlines, we have Jude Ocanias in studio. Hi, Jude.
2: Hi. Thank you, guys. These are your headlines today. In efforts to aid Ukraine and Israel, the U.S. Senate passed a $95.3 billion foreign aid bill early Tuesday morning. The vote within Senate was heavily in favor of the package voting 70 to 29 in approval the aid package includes 60 billion dollars supporting ukraine in their fight against russia as well as a 14.1 billion dollars in security assistance for israel after the ruling from the senate the speaker of the house mike johnson didn't hesitate to share his opinions on the package johnson argued that the u.s should drop should stop providing foreign aid unless it is in the form of a loan he told reporters he has no plan of putting the package on the house floor creating an unclear path for the bill in response to johnson's comments president joe biden warned that if lawmakers fail to act Russian President Vladimir Putin, quote, won't limit himself just to Ukraine and the cost for America and our allies and partners are going to rise, end quote. At USC, the USG presidential and Senate debates are taking place at 7 p.m. in the Ronald Tuner Center. With the voting period rapidly approaching, this will be the first public platform for all candidates running for president, vice president, and senator positions. The night will begin hearing from the senator candidates in a forum style, allowing every candidate to present their ideas. USG Chief Justice Nivia Krishman said.
3: It gives can- um, voters
0: the chance to kind of distinguish. Um, between candidates and figure out, OK, what is similar about all the tickets, what's different about them, and kind of use that information to guide the way that they're going to vote.
2: Following questions from the audience for senators, the eight candidates for president and vice president will take center stage at 8 p.m. Moderated by the USG chief justice, Nivea Krishman, Daily Trojan editor-in-chief, Anjali Patel, and the Annenberg media executive editor and chief Tessa Patton, the questions for candidates will focus on everything from campus safety to Greek life. The audience will have an opportunity to submit questions beforehand that are randomly selected during questionnaire portion. Flight attendants form picket lines outside Los Angeles International Airport today per de- protesting for a new contract the flight attendants became increasingly frustrated after the pilots won huge pay raises last year while the attendants are still working with wages that have not increased in several years two-thirds of flight attendants in the u.s at united airlines southwest alaska airlines american airlines OMNI, and Frontier are currently in new contract negotiations. It is estimated that 100,000 flight attendants around the country across three different labor unions are expected to participate. Tuesday's protests were organized by the Association of Flight Attendants, Professional Flight Attendants, the Union Crews at America, and the Transport Workers Union. That has been your week's headlines. Back to you guys. Thank you, Jude. Appreciate you for your time.
1: The daughters of L.A. police brutality victim Rodney King and iconic 1950s and 60s human rights activist Malcolm X joined the USC Annenberg Charlotta Bass Journalism and Justice Lab on campus today to celebrate Charlotta Bass Day. Reporter Aiden Williams attended the event and has the story.
2: This is a, I don't know uh, if you guys have dreams come true, but for me, as a child, this is one of my dreams come
1: true.
2: Ilyasa, it's... (laughs) It's such a blessing to have you here. You guys, USC, the people that worked on this project, you have no idea what this means to me.
3: That was Laura King, daughter of Rodney King, speaking today at USC Annenberg Charlotte Bass Day celebratory panel event. The event featured special guest Dr. Ilyas Shabazz, the third daughter of Malcolm X, speaking with USC Bass Labs founding director, Alicia V. Richardson, about the legacy of Malcolm X and other prominent black civil rights activists as well as how we can preserve the memories and ideas of these historic figures. The event also featured a new interactive interview featuring Dr. Shabazz that was made in collaboration with the USC library's second draft project. The interview, which was created to highlight the voices of Black Americans connected to pivotal moments in the nation's fight for social justice, allowed attendees to ask whatever questions they may have to a digital Dr. Shabazz and listened to pre-recorded responses selected by AI. Student attendee Kira Timo was impressed by the event, which expanded upon her understanding of one of the civil rights movement's most prominent figures.
2: I know a decent amount about Malcolm X, but it was interesting learning about his daughter, um, all of his children, specifically the guests that we had here tonight because it's not an aspect of his life or his, his existence as a human being that we often sort of delve into.
3: The event's host, the USC Annenberg Charlotta Bass Journalism and Justice Lab, said the Bass Day event is not a one-off, but rather part of the lab's ongoing mission to preserve and highlight black voices. We spoke with USC Bass Fellowship Scholar and Journalism graduate student Taylor Contarino about the lab's ambitions going into their second year of operations. Contarino is also a part of Annenberg Media's equity board.
0: What's really exciting about this year is like, now that we're already established, we're just implementing all of this amazing programming. So we have Common coming next week, which is just like, insane, like as a huge music fan, having Common here is gonna be so crazy and just really privileged that we're able to do something like that.
3: To keep updated on upcoming events hosted by the Bass Lab, make sure to follow the lab on Instagram at underscore USC Bass Lab. For Annenberg Media, i made them Williams.
0: Tideshare drivers across the country are going on strike for Valentine's Day tomorrow. Robert Besterman has the story.
4: Have Valentine's Day plans tomorrow? Planning on calling a car to get home from class or ordering in for a self-care night? Well, your plans might have to be changed. Tomorrow, rideshare and delivery drivers across the country for Uber, Lyft and DoorDash are striking as they demand for better wages and working conditions. We spoke to Alejandro Rodriguez, a driver with Uber and Lyft for over eight years. Rodriguez is a member of Rideshare Drivers United, a coalition heading the strike tomorrow. My main goal for why I'm striking is for Uber and Lyft to respect our rights. They haven't respected us, and on the contrary, have taken actions to limit our wages. As costs for gas and insurance have increased, our wages and earnings per mile
2: have decreased.
4: But what about those on the other side, those who rely on these services? We talked to USC students to hear their perspective on the strike and its potential effects on the USC community. Roxanne Zaimi, a master's student majoring in both aerospace engineering and engineering management, shared that the strike does not come as a surprise to her.
5: It's no secret that everyone has known they haven't been paid that well for a while. They're still like, being paid pretty badly. They're all
4: working crazy hours. Tomorrow's strike will also expand to delivery services like DoorDash. Zyme feels that these dashers are also being mistreated.
5: they are already upcharging like essentially like restaurant prices like and then so see the fact that you're spending so little of that amount of money that you're getting on your drivers is just like like bro like you wouldn't even have a company if it weren't for the drivers.
4: Emily Lynch a USC junior studying law history and culture shared that the strike will be affecting her Valentine's Day plans.
5: Specifically for Lyft, my goal was to go with my friends to their apartment, which is on the other side of campus because I live in the sorority house. And we were going to do a little Valentine's Day dinner before we went to the 901. And so now it's going to suck having to walk everywhere because it's pretty dangerous.
4: Lynch's dilemma is shared by many USC students who heavily rely on the Lyft rideshare service provided by USC to navigate what they feel is an unsafe area surrounding campus. Alex Lee, a sophomore studying architecture, looked at the bigger picture.
5: I can imagine that it would have a pretty big impact on, you know, events that are happening that day because it is Valentine's Day. I imagine people would be taking the Lyft or taking the Uber to see other people and get together.
4: Despite the inconvenience, Lee is interested to see how big of an impact this strike will have.
5: If this has never happened before, like, Maybe we don't realize how much of a dependency we have on Uber and DoorDash and Lyft.
4: The strike is more than just a day without rides. It's a call to action that underscores the essential roles of rideshare drivers in our daily lives and the need for change by companies like Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. For Annenberg Media, I'm Sethan Perez.
1: That story was reported by Sethan Perez. Oh, the single ladies, I'm Malcolm Caminero, and we're glad you're with us For from where we are.
0: And I'm Nandini. It is 10 minutes past the hour. So, have you heard of what Red Day is?
1: I have. If I'm not mistaken, it's the day where people break up the most, right?
0: So, Pizza Hut does this thing where it gives out breakup pizzas. Would you get one?
1: I would get one even if it wasn't Red Day. That sounds like a good deal for That's me. That's a
0: very valid response. <laughs> Um coming up, students are celebrating Valentine's Day in a lot of different ways.
1: And a Q&A with a USC Fulbright scholar. <laughs>
0: While February 14th is reserved for you and your Valentine, February 13th is reserved for the girls. This special day, coined Valentine's Day, is celebrated leading up to Valentine's, in which friends can enjoy the holiday with each other, regardless of their relationship status. Robert Besterman has the story in this edition of Root Source.
5: Valentine's Day may be tomorrow, but let's not forget about a holiday that's taking place today. Valentine's Day. The holiday was officially added to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary in September of 2022. It's defined as a holiday observed as a time to celebrate friendships, especially among women. The holiday was first introduced in the popular comedy show Parks and Recreation, where its characters celebrate the holiday annually by sipping coffee and eating waffles together over breakfast. Leslie Nope, deputy director of the Parks and Recreation Department depicted in the show, describes the holiday best.
2: What's Valentine's Day? Oh, it's only the best day of the year. Every February 13th, my lady
6: friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home, and we just come and kick it breakfast style.
2: Ladies celebrating ladies.
5: To find out what USC students are up to this Valentine's Day, we went into the community to see how students are celebrating the holiday. Zaria Franklin, a sophomore theater major, said she would be keeping things low-key this Valentine's Day.
4: I'll probably be in
3: class all day, but I think my friends and I are going to probably like watch like a movie or something together.
5: Paula Artia, a junior studying business administration and an exchange student, is considering going out with some friendly faces.
0: Yeah, I might go out with my friends, but that's it.
5: Lauren Stockton, a freshman also studying business administration, said that her plans are still up in the air. I'm um, not sure quite yet, but I might get together with my friends and have a little celebration. Brecken Waples, a sophomore human biology major, has plans for a party. I'm having a little Valentine's party tonight in PJ's with food and candy. That was Zaria Franklin, Paula Artia, Lawrence Stockton, and Brecken Waples speaking on USC's campus. Whether you're celebrating like Leslie or dreading midnight, let Valentine's Day serve as a reminder of friendship. For Annenberg Media, I'm Robert Westerman.
1: 12 colleges and universities are top producers for both scholars and students within the Fulbright program, and USC is one of them. 14 of the recipients are USC students and recent alumni who have been accepted for the program. One of them, a clinical professor at USC Annenberg, has received the Global Fulbright Scholarship. Professor David Craig will have the rare opportunity to conduct research in two to three countries within two different world regions.
0: He has been teaching graduate courses at USC on the change of media operations in the US and globally. This includes creator culture and how social media has been popularized around the world. He explained his plans for research this upcoming May.
1: Uh, we'll start off with congrats on the Fulbright scholarship. Good for you, that's awesome. Um, could you tell us a bit about your research that's supposed to start in May, if I'm not mistaken, right?
6: Correct. So I am. Uh... I have been granted a global Fulbright scholarship, which is an unusual scheme. It's not your typical Fulbright scholarship. It's an unusual uh, requirement that you conduct comparative research in two or three completely different regions of the world, which is unusual. Um, and quite truthfully, I'm quite sh- shocked and amazed that they, they granted me this opportunity. Um, in my instance, I will be looking at this competition between China's creator culture and global creator culture operating primarily off of U.S. platforms in the global south to uh, discuss this concept that we introduced in my last book called platform nationalism, which is this rising tide of of competitive interest between these two superpowers as playing out between these competing creative creator culture systems with creators Entrepreneurs, influencers, Wong Hong, KOL, Tsupo caught in the middle of these contestations.
0: That sounds so interesting, and I can't wait to get to see it someday. Um, so but I was wondering how what kind of role did USC play in this process? Did they help you with the application process? Did you feel supported? Did they help you get the scholarship? Like how I just want to understand USC's role in this.
6: Um Honestly, um, I I I I did all of the work to apply for the Fulbright, um, and then I I notified them after I was <laughs> given the award. Um, to be perfectly honest, um, USC has been so spectacularly receptive to all of my uh, research initiatives that I just went ahead and, and, and applied for this. I, again, it was such a, 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 an enormous scheme and such a, a kind of an over the top idea. I fully did not expect this to happen. I was mostly curious to see how the whole Fulbright system works. I expected once I got rejected, I would come back again with another option that was much more tame and much more restrained and conservative. But to my shock and surprise, they they agreed to to grant me this. So um, I was as surprised as as my dean was when I notified her that I've been offered this opportunity, and she was on one hundred percent, a thousand percent supportive. Very very excited.
0: Congratulations once again.
1: That's sick. I know that I want to say 14 or so USC students and faculty have been offered Fulbright scholarships. Um, Do you think that within the future now that you, along with some colleagues and students, have been able to accept the Fulbright scholarship and then take your research to those new heights, that this could possibly set a platform for other USC students to look forward to maybe applying to Fulbright in the future?
6: I would... Uh... agree. I think that um, USC is uniquely positioned for Fulbright scholarships because we represent such a spectacularly international cohort of students who are interested in a much broader global scope and scale and understanding of the way the world works. And that is something that the State Department is very interested and keen to to know and for us to understand better. Again, I think uh, it's important to, to note that this is an unusual scheme. It's a global Fulbright, not your typical Fulbright. Um, And I would encourage people to look at at all of the different schemes that the Fulbright now offers for opportunities to go abroad and better understand how the world works.
0: That is so exciting for you. Um, So anything else that you'd like to add before we conclude this interview, maybe just your experience and everything in general?
6: Well, I'll just give you a little bit more insight. Although I was granted the Fulbright last year, it runs for a two-year period, and I had to postpone my initial research last summer because i had i i wound up also a big getting appointed a visiting scholar at harvard last fall so i i i wasn't able to start my fulbright because i had to go to boston which has been also mind-blowing and and kind of overwhelming um so now i'm having to do what was a, originally a two-year research plan and squeeze it into one year or, or really about 15 months so um just to give you a little bit of a, of a broader sense of, I'll be in Southeast Asia this summer doing the research. I'll be in South America at the end of the year doing the next second leg of the research. And then I will be in the Middle East next summer doing the third leg of the, of the research. And then some at some point trying to figure out how to analyze and, and publish and produce um, um, my research based on the data that I've collected.
0: That is so exciting. So much going on. It's going to be a very busy year.
6: <laughs> I need a nap. I'm already tired.
1: Yes. It's forward to seeing the research when it comes out. Good luck Thanks. to you. That's pretty impressive. That. That's so
6: sold. I really appreciate it. I'm very excited. It's an honor. It's a huge honor. Thank you. Thank
1: you.
0: And that's all we have time for on today's From Where We Are. Issa Johnson directed, A.C. Shick, Eric Trevino, and Sana Mahmood produced today's show. We had help from Amanda Murphy and McKenna Ryan.
1: Our board operator is Grayson Solomon. Our live stream manager is Malu Petch. Our coach is Mallory Kara. Our technical advisor is Sebastian Grubal. Derek Renfro composed our theme music. And a quick birthday shout out to my co-host, Nandini. Happy early birthday! Thank you.
0: It's actually this weekend, but thank you so much. Um, So catch us live on YouTube at Annenberg Radio News, Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m. Subscribe to From Where We Are, wherever you're listening right now. Finally, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Annenberg Radio. I'm Nandini.
1: And I'm Malcolm Caminero. From all of us at Annenberg Radio, wherever you are, we hope you'll join us again for From From Where Where We We Are.
0: Are.